Welcome to the In The Fight podcast, your go-to resource for becoming the best version of you. Mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, we are your host, the founders of In The Fight Nutrition, the Adamson Brothers. How you doing, Ian? I'm doing good, brother. How about you? I'm doing really good. Thank you. Awesome. So we've had a really good month. I think of uh, the first you know, few episodes have been really focused on personal development. And uh, I think, you know, since so we're going to have this come out weekly for the most part, I think we should kind of finish off the month or the fourth week with what I think is the final tool or the final, um, you know, I guess, important factor of personal development. And to me, that is learning and education. Right. Okay. And people think that we talked a lot about about reading books and watching YouTube videos, listening to audio books. Right. But when I really think of personal development and someone says to me learning and education, the first thing I think about is learning about yourself. You know, right. I think self-awareness is the biggest, the first and biggest key to me to personal development. Because if you're not honest with where you are, if you're not aware of how you approach the world, if you're not aware of your actual philosophy of life, um, you know, what I mean, you're just building on nothing. You're not building on any kind of foundation, you know? Yeah, it's probably the hardest as well. Oh, a thousand percent. And, and really, it's asking yourself the right question, taking the time, right? Mm -hmm. And then for me, what, I've, what I have found was really hard for me um, when it comes to this is um, really taking the time to sit and be honest with yourself about it. Because that's why I always tell people they just need to journal, man. Get a journal and, and write this stuff down and like take the time, set up time, if not daily, which I recommend daily, but at least weekly to sit down with a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen and literally write down, you know, physically how you feel about things how you feel about how your life is going the things you really want to get done the things right. that you know something that i have noticed recently especially on social media um with new years coming around we're recording this just after new years um the whole new you new year new me no new year new you and that's great but then there's people who have been very successful for a long time who will say things like, you know, how long you've been saying that or, That's you true. know, true. yeah. How many, how many years in a row now have you made a resolution and by March you even forgot what your resolution is, or you just don't take any more steps towards it. You know, true. I mean, we even, we just uploaded a video on our uh, YouTube channel, a different one uh, regarding new year's resolutions and, some basic simple steps that you know anybody can follow to kind of help guide them and you know help help them keep their promise keep their new year's resolution in play absolutely and to me a lot of that is the it, it, learning education is the two things right it's the one learning more about yourself because only you will know and be honest with yourself if you really will follow through you know because the one good thing about social media is thing, I mean, not the one did a lot of good things about social media and a lot of bad things, but one of the <laughs> good things about social media is that you can use it as an accountability partner. You know, you can use it as like, Hey, I said this. And you know, some of the things we talked about in previous episodes, like hopefully you have friends who are close enough associations who are close enough. They'll be honest with you. Like, Hey, call you out. Like, Hey, what happened in January? 
you said that you were going to do this, but now in March, I noticed you haven't said anything about that lately. Are you still doing it? Are you not? Right, right. Um, you know, but it's it's really like setting up for yourself for success to make big moves. Because if you don't learn enough about yourself that you like, oh yeah, I could do that. I could do that. I would, I would do that. You know, then, and that's just like, kind of think about it. You don't even think about the steps you need to take to really like, oh, I know that I need to do this to make this happen. But what do you need to do for yourself that makes you be more, stay more consistent? You know, it's like, what helps you create your desire so deep that you wouldn't, you know, not let it happen? Okay, well, let me ask you this. Um, in regards to, you know, learning about yourself and self-awareness, I know people like myself, is there like a, a general set of questions that, you know, you can ask yourself or, you, you know, you can have written down somewhere that you can answer to help you on that path? Because, um, oh, I mean, yeah, a journal is great. You know, a journal is great. You're just sitting down there writing down your goals and stuff. But I don't know what the first step I should take is. I don't know, you know, what I need to do next or what everything that's going to be involved in getting there. So, I mean, like a certain set of questions just to get me started. Is there something like that available? Uh, uh, I mean, there's a million things. I'm sure you can find a million things for free on the internet. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. nowadays, um, if you went into, you know, bookstores are almost obsolete, right? But if you went into a Barnes and Nobles, they have a self-help section or a personal development section, which will literally have six to seven to 30 different types of journals already pre-made that every page is a question, you know, like one of the best things I ever did for myself was buy a journal and I had only filled out two or three pages. So I'm not going to pretend like I went through this entire journal, but it was right. like 30,000, 3000 questions about me, you know? And the yeah, first okay. question, the very first question, which one of the reasons I didn't go through the whole book because this question took me like a month to answer was literally <laughs> like, what's your definition of happiness? Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so really it comes down to, so to me, the hardest thing about the whole person development and really truly to decide to do it and really being committed to it and staying committed to it is the concept of truly deciding what you want. Not what the system, not what the world tells you what you want, not what you think is actually possible, right? right? Because you might want stuff that you think in your head is really not possible, Right. It's not about what do you think is possible. It's about what do you want? Because okay. part of personal development or the biggest, you know, I'll probably say it a lot unknowingly, but, you know, one of the biggest factors in the personal development is literally, just, like we talked about before in previous episodes, is the belief. You need to believe that literally you can do anything. You yeah. know, you need to be part of the associations. If you're associated with people who have done big things, it's easier to believe that you can also do big things. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, to kind of tie it into a personal thing, when I used to hang out with very bad people who would do things like break into other people's houses, right? You find out, you think, you start to believe you could easily break into somebody's house without getting arrested, without getting in trouble, without getting... You know what I mean? Which is yeah. what things would stop normal people. Everyday people, you know, are like, number one, you want to be a good person. Don't do that. So I'm not of course. saying do that. <laughs> yeah. Right? This is my younger, bad days. You know, one of the reasons I got into personal development and becoming a life coach. Right. Um, but like prior to meeting these people, I never would try to break into a house. Not that I wouldn't think like you could get stuff for that. But you're like, dude, that, that's 
you're going to get arrested. You're going to get in trouble. You're, the people are going to be home. You're going to get shot. You know, you're, all these things that could happen. Right. But you hang out with people who do it and you see that they did it two times, three times without getting arrested, without getting in trouble. You're like, damn, you could do this. You could break into somebody's house. That, you know what I mean? That's a horrible yeah. thing. But then it's also the other way around. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I want to make a million dollars, but I only make $6 an hour. I work at this. I live in Beaumont, Tucky, you know, <laughs> California. I did. Uh, exactly. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, we do. We live in Chandler, Arizona. Now Chandler, Arizona is a city. But when we lived in Chandler, Arizona, there was four streetlights. You know, it was a small town. We had a, a horse ranch across from us. And, and yes, we did. I walked to school field. and I walked literally through a massive field that had nothing on it. You know, I mean, yeah. to go to school. And, and you know, my, our cats would bring home wild animals and stuff. Like, like that's, we technically days. live in Chandler in a very small town, right? So if you would have grew up in that town, there's no reason for you to believe that you could do all these big things you see on the Internet. You know, now we're lucky enough that lucky or unlucky, um, we didn't grow up in the age of the Internet. You know, when you and I were growing up, there wasn't we didn't have cell phones until high school. So yeah. um, the era that's growing up now is way, way different. But to me, that's an advantage because there's two ways you can look at it. Right. You can either look at all these people doing big things and think like, oh, lucky them or they're just lucky. And that's that. Or you can look at them and be like, hey, if Joe Schmo did it. I can do it. You but know what I mean? And right. really, when I look at it, I think of some of the biggest people I know um, personally, right? I have two or three. My very first coach, my coach, the guy I hired to be my coach, was in prison for five years. Prison for five years. And now makes six figures, literally just bought a house in Boise, Idaho. He's being built from scratch for him. You know what I'm saying? He's doing very, very well for himself. There's no... He, he talks on stage. He's a motivational speaker. He's a life coach. You know, he's doing huge things. Yeah. And four years ago, the guy was in prison. You know what I'm saying? So how did the guy from prison, you can either look at him and be like, he's lucky, which is ridiculous that he was in prison. You don't, you're not lucky if you went to prison, right? And he went to prison for something he didn't do. So even more unlucky, right? Another reason that I changed lucky to gratitude, I you know, either you're not grateful or you are grateful. Or, and actually, he's very grateful now for his prison time because that's where he learned his process. Uh, you know, we can get into that later. And I'm hoping one day that can be one of our interview guests, if not our first interview guest. That'd be uh, great. Sean Michael Crane. Just shout out to him. Look him up on the Internet, everybody. Instagram, Sean <laughs> underscore Michael underscore Crane. Great guy. Great follow. Um, uh, yeah, he'll probably be one of our, if not our first guest, one of our, one of our guests for sure. Um, but point being, though, you know, like, you can't achieve anything. Right. And so I think where people, when it comes to learning education, people don't think about the things they want enough. They don't think they're possible, but if you literally study how to get those things done, you can read, you can learn, educate yourself on how to get those things done. Right. So if you want to be happy, you can study happiness. There's literally a book called the art of happiness, right. By the Dalai Lama. You know what I mean? If you want to be a millionaire, you know how many millionaires have written books? Millions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, like, there's books on how to do it. If you want to be more successful, if you want to be happy, if you want to be, if you want to lose weight, if you want to be more healthy, if you want to eat better, right? I just bought a cookbook, anti-inflammation, right? Because I want less inflammation in my body, right? You can learn all these things. You could these. There's nothing that you want to do that hasn't been written, hasn't been taught, hasn't 
had the information put out there already. True. True. You know, so when you say is there something that you could, the first question is literally to sit down with yourself and ask yourself, like, what is it that I really truly want? What is it that I truly think would make me happy? Um, I went to an amazing event uh, with my wife in October, and it was a leadership event ran by John Maxwell. And Ed Milet um, was one of the speakers who I'm pretty sure I talked about in the other previous episodes, one of my mentors, someone I look up to. Um, during his, He was one of the speakers there. And during his speech, he did a very powerful statement where he was like, Coca-Cola and Apple sell the exact same thing, right? They don't mind sell the same product, but what they really are truly selling you is happiness, right? People are happy when they drink their Coke. People are happy when they get on their internet or have their phone. You know what I mean? They're selling happiness because that's really all everybody wants. You can't tell me one person who you know who's like, I don't want to be happy. (laughs) I want to be miserable, you know, and I've been miserable. You know, I just don't believe that somebody is trying their best to be that. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, even the people I know who I think are the happiest, if I get deep with them, they want to be happier. I mean, and, and, you know, and even with the buckets of life, you want to be happier somewhere, right? You want to be happier with your money. You want to be happier with your family. You want to be happier with your kids. You want to be happier with your wife. You want to be happier with your brother. You know what I mean? It's like you want to have happier moments in life. You want to enjoy moments in life. I think a lot of big problem is that people get caught up so much sometimes in their happiness or their desire to have happiness that they think any moment that they're sad, life is miserable and it's over. You know, I think people forget that there are seasons of life. Um, something I hear from Tony Robbins that I learned in my in my training, you know, not learned, but what's really I'd open to was, uh, you know, pain is a part of life. But suffering is a choice. You know, no, uh, I like that. Yeah. Everybody's gonna go through pain. There's no there's no living a life with not having pain, right? And you wouldn't know what happiness is if you didn't have pain, right? It's one of those we talked about that, I think one of the first episodes, second episode, you know, the yin and yang of life that I believe in. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a paradox. Life is one big massive paradox. And so um, you know, if you want to be happy you're not going to know what happiness is to you if you don't know what sadness is and pain is. And, and, you know, that's just part of what life is. You need to have both ends of the spectrum. Um, Absolutely. makes sense. So um, what it comes down to is, you know, whatever you feel like you want, when you sit down with yourself and the first question that I would, like you said, what first question I would ask myself straight up is, what is my definition of happiness? What do I really believe makes me happy? Right. And when I first sat down with it, it was one literal situation. Right. But it's impossible to live that situation all the time. So to me, the real hard part or what takes the most time is truly defining what is it in that moment that makes you the happiest. Right. So. When I very first sat down with that question of what's your definition of happiness, it was like sitting in my kitchen, cooking an amazing steak and potato meal with my wife and my kids and you know, drinking an extremely good bourbon with my <laughs> wife and kids in the backyard, happy as can be. And I can see them through the window. Right. Like this. 
in that moment, that dude, that's pure happiness to me. That, that's freaking life come true. Knowing that I have a really good ball of wine to open with that steak, you know, only only thing is gonna make that even happier. Yeah. Right. So yes, it's a happy moment in those moments. But what is it about that happiness? Right. It's the comfort of knowing that my family is safe. It's comfort of knowing that my kids and wife are happy. It's the happiness and knowing the comfort of knowing them being outside in our house that we own. You know, the company that I have enough money that I can buy a steak and eat a steak and I can buy good bourbon and I can buy a really nice bottle of wine to drink late. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that. The, so now it's not just the happiness of the moment, but like, so my true definition is, is, you know, I want the freedom. I want the freedom and the comfort, That's comfort right. and freedom to find happiness to me. Right. And so then it comes down to going deeper, like, okay, what's your definition of comfort? What's your definition of freedom? What's your, you know? And so really is it diving deep and really, embracing it and being okay with it. I think that's another thing that's really hard for people. Um, what's hard for me is embracing it and not feeling judged by others that that may or may not be their definition. Well, that makes sense. I mean, but who really cares what other people think? Cause just like you said, it's not their happiness. This is your happiness that you're writing down. You're discussing a thousand percent. Well, your goal in life is not to make other people happy it's to make yourself happy. You're exactly. the only one that watches out for you. That's why it's personal development too. You know what I mean? It's self-help, self-development. It's personal development. You know what I mean? It's people, uh, how do I get more self-discipline? Well, be disciplined with self. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's really accepting the idea that you have control. You have, I think that's a, the biggest thing when it comes to personal development as a, as a big picture is people are, because of society and the way the world is today, I'm not saying like dumb people, like I was like this forever, right? Is it that you're, you're so convinced that you don't have any power over the situation. And it's really sitting down with yourself and grasping that, you know what, where I am right now is because of me. It's because of decisions I've made. It's because mm -hmm. of choices I've made, because things I chose not to do, things I refuse to do. Uh, you know, things I chose to do when I knew it wasn't the best decision, you know, I've done that a lot. I, and I'm pretty confident anybody who is watching this, listening to this had done the same, you know, and yeah. it comes down to really understanding that that's okay. That's another thing. Like, it's okay. It's okay. Like nothing's perfect all the time. Everything needs work. It, it's just like we were just talking about a minute ago, you know, like yeah. life is not always perfect. You know, and guess what? Even, dude, I've been dove in deep, right? I've been in this personal development world for like three years now, but I've been dove real deep into like the life coaching thing for, you know, seven, eight, nine months now. You think that all I also have all the answers? Dude, are you kidding me? Every day I still struggle. There's still things I wish I did better, wish I would have done that better. I'm still eating granola bars at the end of the night. And, you know what I mean? I, I'm still eating ice cream and cookies when I don't need to. I still have my bourbons, even though I say I'm not going to drink on Tuesday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it still happens, you know? And I learned to beat myself up. That I think what the best for me is that I'm now well more aware of it, which sometimes is bad because the more I'm aware of it, the more I can beat myself up about it, right? But yeah. also I'm more aware about it and more aware of it. And I'm more willing because of my life coaching thing. And I'm more willing to forgive myself. I'm more willing to be understanding. Um, and not because I'm comparing myself to others, 
but just knowing my intention in general of like, hey, overall, I'm trying to be a good person. I'm trying to do this and that. I'm aware of the things I am doing. So when I slip up, like, hey, you said you were going to drink this week, but Tuesday was stressful and you had two bourbons at the end of the night. Like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Now, as long as that two bourbons on Tuesday don't turn into a bottle of bourbon by Thursday and then get a bottle of bourbon for the weekend, you know, which I have done many of many of many years in a row, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. Funny story, just to make people laugh. Uh, I told my wife, hey, when the new year comes, I'm going to uh, slow my drinking down quite a bit. You know, I'm thinking about doing 75 hard again and all these things. And uh, she was like, oh, OK. And she's all bummed. I'm like, who'd be bummed? I'm going to drink less. Right. Only to find out that on, my, on Christmas, she got me like a bourbon collection. I'm talking about collecting bourbons for a long time, like starting a collection. But I drink too many, drinking too fast. <laughs> She bought me like eight bottles of like amazing bourbon to start the year. I'm nice. Like, Great. Well, that's perfect. No, no. Now you collect them and you just don't drink them. You just collect it's, the full bottles. That's hard. <laughs> that's hard. There's the hard part. See? Yeah. So I need to learn about willpower. I need to learn more about willpower, right? So I need to there read a go. book or something or watch some more videos about that's, willpower. It's going to be eight stages of willpower. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sure it exists. I have no doubt it exists. Don't forget that the book, I'll read a book. So I'm sure there's got to be, yep. you know, the oh, real power to, yeah, I'm sure the real power to be committed to more willpower. You know, it's got to be something like yeah. that. How not to drink your bourbon collection. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt that. I guarantee there's way more books on how to drink it than there are to not how to. I guarantee you yeah, that. Just, just buy you two. Know? Right? Kind of like what we said, hey, it's, it's easier to, it's easy to do it, but it's way easier not to. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, right? right. It's easy to be like, no, not tonight. But it's way, it's way easier to be like, I got eight really good bourbons I want to sip on. Six of them I've never tried before. You know, That's so. it. there you go. Uh oh. All right, check, check my will. Well, you, you know, you just have to make an adjustment on that goal. Well, you know, and it's kind of you know, really what it comes down to is I got to decide how committed I am to that goal, and then you know, decide am I committed, and then and then make that point, and then really. Make the decision, find out why I'm not committed. Why do I want it to be that, you know, why is that a goal of mine? You know, why do I want to be committed to that? And then follow my why behind it. So when it comes down to like, oh man, I can use that bourbon now. Ooh, look at that one, take a drink of that. Like, okay, well, you said this, you said this, you said this, you know, and that's how you build the confidence too. Of like, I say what I'm going to do. You know, I, keep, I do what I'm going to say. the end game in mind. Right. Right. And so, you know, which is, it's hard, man. That's, that's one of the hardest things I think in general period is, is, is just staying committed. You know, that's, that's to me, that's the true definition of uh, mental toughness. It's literally always doing what you say you're going to do. No one's ever able to foresee the future or know what's going to happen in their life. So everything that happens during their, during your process is literally a challenge. It's it's not going to be an easy easy task. I think what you said there is a key word, man. I think that's actually the uh, super key word is literally it's a process, Yeah, you know, and um, people get so obsessed with the result they're trying to get that they forget about the process. That's why a lot of like super successful people or people who are famous online, the Gary V's and uh, Ed Milet's, you know, like, Oh, fall in love with the process. What they're telling you is like, Hey man, (laughs) Even if you get the result, you're going to still want more. There's still going to be more things to get. So, like, yeah. it's always a process, right? Everything so, a process. you can't beat yourself up over the process. 
you know, it, it, that's how you end up falling into depression, really, because you start focusing so much on things you messed up on and things you slipped on that you forget to focus on what you want next, what's going, you know, what the big thing is, what's, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit next month. I think our, our next big pillar is going to be goal setting. And okay. to me, that's a big thing, like big goals, long-term, long-range goals are what pulls you through short-term obstacles, you know, right. and, and you're going to have short-term obstacles all the time. So you need some big goals and big beliefs to help you pull you through that, those small moments. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I just did a big goal setting process for myself. I did a little mini workshop um, throughout the month. I've been doing it throughout the whole month. Um, I got some pretty big goals over the next 10 years. And uh, I thought I was going to have like four or five goals for this coming up year, but I have like 10 or 12 goals for this year. And something I've really, you know, I'm going to get into goal setting too much now, but, but um, something I really have changed about the way I look at things and kind of like I was saying earlier with, I try not to say lucky anymore. I say grateful. Uh, I try not to say spending as much as investing, um, things like that. Um, goals to me, are the, your to-do list for your day should be, instead of being a to-do list, right? It's your daily goals, right? So like, hey, I want to make my bed. Like, boom, did that, checked it off. Yeah. You know, I want to make sure I drink, you know, two glasses of water before I have my first cup of coffee. Did that, boom. You know, I, I need to go get a, a, I need to go to the store today and get this. Oh, did that. Boom. Your little to-do list. That's your little goal is your daily goal list. Like, dude, I'm not going to these little daily goals. Right. Yeah. And that, cause that's what builds the belief that makes you really, cause once you really start believing that, that you do the things you say you're going to do, right. I have a list of things I need to do, want to do. I do them. Hey, I, you start trusting yourself. You start believing in yourself. You start believing more in I do what I say. And then that's what makes all the bigger things easier to understand or, you know, easier to get to. Right. It's like the how gets easier when the why is stronger. So that's why you want to make that strong belief. Like, why do you really want it? Why, why, why? And then the how yeah. gets easier. You do the small thing because you that's that that's that compound effect where you, you know, you stack your. Oh, yeah, I do that. Do that. Do that. And then it, that'll it, be a really good uh, section for us to discuss. That's for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I almost wish we would have done it first just because I feel like you know, going into a new year. I think people need that kind of stuff, but I also think it's actually a really good thing in February because in January, thing about personal development, they're trying to make these new goals. Yeah. They're starting to fall off from their resolutions. Right. And it's like, Oh, hang on a second. Let's revamp on these goal settings. Like what kind of goals do you have for the year, for the quarter, for the month, for the, you know, for the day, for the week. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so part of learning education, I wanted to say, cause I, you know, me and my quotes, right? Formal education will make you a living, but self-education will make you a fortune. So uh, learning about yourself will bring more to you than going to school and learning about a subject that you want to learn because you'll make a job from that. But learning about yourself is how you will learn what your obstacles are, what your limiting beliefs are, uh, what your own personal little... Um, hurdles are that you need to get over to really believe in bigger things. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, uh, I, learning about yourself would definitely take you a lot farther in life than uh, a particular subject. Uh, learning about boom. a particular subject will take you in one direction, and learning about yourself is, is can take you in so many more. Yeah, it's endless, and yeah, it's <laughs> open. They yeah. can take you literally everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. you know. 
Uh, I would say something that when we grew up, um, you know, I would say we had a good life where we were living pretty good. But I also believe that our parents kind of shunned rich people a little bit, right? Like, <laughs> oh, being rich, this rich guy over here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, almost made it look like being rich was a bad thing, right? Because they must have got that money in some kind of negative way. But I guarantee if you would ask either one of our parents, they wanted to be rich, they'd be like, yeah, of course. You know what yeah. I mean? I think our mom is still addicted to buying uh, lotto tickets, right? I mean, so. She does. And so it's the idea of can you make yourself rich or you hope one day to get lucky and be rich, right? And and something I think is very powerful that a lot of big people say or a lot of the, in the personal development world or life coaching world is if who you are as a person is not strong and great and good with money and, and just do good things, you'll get that money and you'll be broke again because you have a broke mindset, right? It's a, a scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset, right? right? If you believe in scarcity, you believe that uh, you're going to spend, you're going to, even if you got lucky and won the lotto, you'll, you know, think about all the people you hear, the, all the horror stories you hear, people who won millions and millions of dollars and they're broke, dead, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just craziness. Right. Yeah. And there's only a handful of people who one day got a big chunk of money and the next thing you know, did amazing things with it and live still lives an amazing life. Yeah. Um, my whole mindset of, you know, do you deserve it? Do you believe, you know, you do good things with it? And something I have heard a lot lately that it makes a lot of sense to me more and more. Um, if you're a bad person and you get a lot of money, it's going to magnify it. You are going to be a worse person. But if you're a really good person and you get a lot of money, it's going to magnify that too. You're just going to be a better person, right? It's going to give you more options to do good things. Um, so I'm not trying to make it all about money. It's all, you know, to me, it's all about the inside personal thing. But, you know, yeah. money is a big part of life that people need. And, and it's it's how you get by, provide for yourself, do things in the world, experience life, um, you know. Well, as uh, my friend and my let, as my mentor meant, and my let says, he, you know, you've been broke, been happy, broke, been happy, rich, being happy, rich is better. You know, <laughs> it just is what it is. Yeah. Uh, not that you, but like it's, but not that you can't be happy poor. You and I have been poor, man. We've shared houses with other families. We've lived in little tiny apartments. Yeah, uh, we've slept on many of couches, uh, you and I. Um, and yes, there's been some moments that have been tough, but for the most part, we've been pretty happy. We've lived yeah. pretty decent lives. You know, I mean, I. You know, I had cancer, you know, sitting in the freaking hospital bed, ball throwing up soup. Uh, and I could still think of the next hour later when I was beating somebody in Sega Genesis, how happy I was. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a little it's, things right, exactly. And I think that, that's the thing people forget about. They don't think about those little moments. You know, it's like that way people think like, oh, I'm miserable. I have to be miserable. I'm going to be miserable forever. Yeah. It's like, well, no, you know, it's something I think is. I think of, you know, maybe this is wrong. Hopefully I don't get beat up for this, but it's like, think about people who are broken, hate life, but somehow have 10 kids. They found 10 moments to be real happy about something, right? Because usually if you're making kids, you're, you're a pretty happy person. So, <laughs> Right? At least you're happy at those moments, right? Yeah. Yeah, you your moment, you know, in your miserable time, you found some moments to make yourself kind of happy. Just throw right. that out there. Right. So, something to think about. Um. And then, so to, to end the uh, the learning education section of this part with a quote, you know, me and my quotes, uh, you won't be able to do, this from Jim Rohn, you won't be able to do everything you learn, but you should learn everything you can do. 
Okay. I think people get really overwhelmed with all the information and they end up starting, people will quit early on a dream or a goal or something because they, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. So they just give up and it's like, okay, yeah, cool, man. You found a bunch of stuff that you might not be able to do, but you should find out everything you can do because that's just only going to, you know I mean? Something that you quote unquote can't do now doesn't mean that you won't be able to do it in a year, in two right. years, in five years. Something I'm very big with my kids. I don't let my kids say I can't. If we say I can't, I can't yet on anything. I don't care what it is. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that might change later, but like, I don't believe I get, I get literally get frustrated with my son. Right. I, but I've said it enough now, which is awesome. I said it enough now that when, if I, if my son says I can't, my daughter comes around, can't yet. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the sins yet. You know what I mean? So it's like, I love it. it's kicking I love in. It. Yeah. And it makes heck, me happy. It makes me feel like when I'm, you know, I'm teaching the right things and, teaching my daughter to, to teach the same thing. So I really, I love that. It makes That's you feel great. good. That's great. So, you know, I'm big on that. You know, I'm big on, uh, you know, it's not, we can't, we can't yet. You know, we, we can, it might take some time, but you can't. Um, but you know, to, to finish off, to me, the personal development thing, I think something that people don't do enough, or maybe they don't even understand how to do it, or they question on how big they should do it is a celebration. Mm-hmm. I believe that you should celebrate every win. You know what I mean? And now I think where some people get caught up in that, they're like, oh, I should celebrate. I should go eat this big dinner that just cost me hundreds of dollars. Or I should go on this big vacation as a celebration. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Literally a celebration can be looking yourself in the mirror and saying out loud, I'm proud of you. Or as Mel Robbins says right now, give yourself a high five in the mirror. A high five habit, a book that I haven't read yet, but I highly recommend <laughs> just because yeah. I trust Mel Robbins. But, um, you know, I mean, and, and sometimes it's going to be weird and small things like that, dumb and ridiculous. Or you can be like my wife who questions 400 times, like, well, where do I have five? My right hand, my left hand, up, you know, low? Do I actually touch the mirror? You know what I mean? Like, people would overthink it so much. They're trying to convince themselves not to do it. But, like, a little celebration of any sort is what's going to convince you to do it again. Um, I know really high achiever people sometimes get nervous, like, oh, if I celebrate, I'm going to lose my fire, my drive. And that's not true at all either. Because if you think about a think about an, a delicious steak, right? I'm a big steak potato guy. If I eat a steak and that first bite is amazing, I don't go, oh, man, that was the best steak. No, I want more of the steak, right? I want to eat more steak. So it's like... You give yourself celebrations to to drive your body, you know, that dopamine kick in your body that gets you excited again and, like, you want to feel it again. I, you know, I've been giving myself little fist bumps or saying I'm proud of you in the mirror now for a few months. And, dude, I look forward to the next time I can do it. You know, I look forward to the time that I do something I can look at myself and be like, man, I'm proud of you. Like you know, that. and it's worked like the times that I'm on the elliptical and I say I'm going to do it for 35 minutes. And then at 20 minutes, I'm like, ah, 20 minutes should be fine. You know, I go, no, no, you said 35, you know, do what you say you're going to do. And I do 35 and I get them like, proud of you, man. You almost quit. You almost quit 20 minutes in, man. And you decided not to. I'm proud of you. You know, and saying it out loud and saying it to yourself and looking yourself in the mirror, giving yourself a fist bump, you know, and, and yes, I do think you should reward yourself with physical things. You know, I like, hey, if I kept my diet, you know, that's why the cheat meal works, right? I think cheat meals. And I think it depends on your goal. 
And it depends on who you are, too, and how long you've been doing it. You know, I think people see The Rock, right? The Dwayne Johnson, his cheat meals are these big, massive French toast or this massive stack of pancakes. And it's amazing and great, but, God, that guy puts in way more work than Joe Schmo, who just ate clean for four days. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's uh, being smart about it. Yeah, if your money's your goal, don't go, you know, buying an expensive gift or whatever. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> hey, my goal, my goal, is to save one hundred thousand dollars. Okay, cool. Don't don't go spend five thousand because you just saved fifty thousand, right? Now I say fifty thousand to spend five. Like, no, that's not what you're doing. No, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. silly. You know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly, that's a good call right there. You know, be aware. Be what we talked about a little earlier: the learning education. Be self-aware of what your goal really is. Would this, you know, celebration or whatever, you know counter what you're already doing what you're trying to do you know the two people i personally know who who lost 100 pounds uh didn't do cheat meals both of them were like no dude if i would eat cookies on sundays that cookie would have turned into a cookie two cakes and, and a whole <laughs> two liter of soda like no i'm not I'm 100 pounds i can't be eating cookies on sundays just because i <laughs> ate good like for that. six days i just can't do it i, I tried that most most of them they tried it and then they realized yeah, that cheat meal turned into a cheat day. And then next you know, I gave up because on Monday I feel like crap and I don't do what I'm supposed to do and da da da. You know, so, right. It's, 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 but I think it's very important. Though. I think it's very important that you celebrate your little wins, you know, and something I learned also from Jim Rohn in my whole process is, you know, when you plan out your steps to achieve a goal, you know, like, okay, I'm going to, I want to, we we'll be talking about money, so we'll just keep it that way. I want to make a hundred thousand. I want to save a hundred thousand dollars, which means I got to save what seventy five hundred dollars a month or whatever. If you do that one month, and you like put put your list down, like I will celebrate that with you know taking my kids to a steakhouse or going to eat a steak, or you know I will celebrate that way. You have it planned ahead of time too, so you're also shooting for something beyond what your big goal is. You're shooting like hey. I, right. I really want to eat that bone-in ribeye on Friday. So I'm a bunch gonna, of mini goals to get your main goal. Yeah, you know, and, and so like celebrate yourself in ways and have your, your celebrations planned out so you know what you're gonna do. So it just gets you excited and gets you something about it. And then when you celebrate it, and then you know, like, oh, then you already know what your next celebration is gonna be too. It's like, oh man, I can't wait to do that next. That's gonna be awesome. You know, and so it just keeps you motivated, it keeps you going. Cause overall, you're trying to build yourself into a habit where you do it consistently no matter what the goal is, right? Because eventually yeah. what it comes down to is your habits and your rituals are what's going to carry you through all the tough times. Um, you know, because for me, I know, especially like losing weight when I was really, really trying to lose weight, it was the habits of eat like still now, like I almost have a habit of eating granola bars before I go to bed. Like I'm tired, going to go to sleep. And for some reason I still go into my pantry, but it's like a habit now. It's not even, I don't even do, I don't even feel like hungry sometimes. I still just go do it. Right. And I would catch myself like, what am I doing? Like, what, what, right. what the hell am I doing? Oh, this is a habit. We're doing it for so long. It's just you naturally do it. Right. So you try yeah. to change those habits and rituals. Um, throw out another book, Atomic Habits. I think that's a must read <laughs> for everybody uh, or listen to. I've heard that I haven't heard the audio, but I've heard the audio book is amazing. So Atomic Habits, another good one. Um, but yeah, that's what I got, man. I got. You know, the like last it. real focus of personal development is learning education. And then just to throw in a bonus focus is celebrating. Yeah. You know, you should learn That's everything you can do. You're not going to you're not going to do everything you, you learn, but you should be able to you should learn everything you can do. And then, you know, celebrate your wins. And 
to me, honestly, the smaller the celebration, the better. Because if you make them too big, one, they see that you make your, you almost make your celebration seem unachievable. You know, you don't want to do that. And then you also, like you were talking about earlier, we, we don't want them to, hinder our progress of what our goal is either right, right so with that celebration you don't right. want to go spend five thousand dollars in one night if your goal is to save fifty thousand dollars you know right. you don't want to go eat you know cake and ice cream and cookies if your goal is to lose 100 pounds you know what i mean so uh realistic intelligent uh but celebrations i think it's it's uh, a mandatory thing that's what i think it's good stuff good man Let's uh, I was you know we try to do these these questions for reflection. I like to do for people at the end. Uh, really, I just have two big questions that I think, or maybe we'll go with three. Um, the first one will be, you know, what areas of your life are you successful in? You know, I like people to already. I always think people before they make set goals or set for things they want to achieve or things like that. I think you should always go ahead and take a step back and look at what you've already done. You know, I think it's a, a good reminder to yourself that you can do things, that you have done things, that you have overcame things, things like that. So what areas of your life are you successful in is the first question I would ask myself. And then uh, what area do you need to improve? You know, what areas do I need to be better at? You know, am I shooting to be better at? And then um, counteract those questions when is how do the two overlap? You know, is one, how do they affect each other? Is one, are they helping each other? Or are they hurting each other? You know, are they, is, is it what you're really good at hindering, you know, your progress and yeah. something you wish you could get done or yeah. vice versa? You know, like, are you, could you be better at this thing that you're already successful at if you were better at this one thing? You know, it's kind of seeing where they both coexist. Because yeah. um, one of the, the true definitions, you know, of success or happiness, as we've been talking a lot about happiness, is, you know, just doing what you love and doing it more often, right? Mm -hmm. And part of doing what you love is usually you're good at it, you know? And so yeah. doing more of the things you're good at that you enjoy doing and doing them more often, you know? And if you sit with yourself and realize that you can do that stuff more often or you could, or, hey, if I did these two other things, I could do that more often, you know, that's how you sit with yourself and, and, and make yourself happier on a daily basis, right? Yeah, sounds great. So, I think that's a good, really first, good first month, uh, good for four episodes on really getting this thing started on, you know, in the fight with your life, in the fight of better nutrition, in the fight of being the best version of yourself. It's really the whole concept of personal development, the whole concept of, you know, really understanding the invitation, accepting the invitation of like, hey, I really, truly want to be a better version of myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And really understanding that it is possible for you. There's nothing that's holding you back except for you. Like it is possible. Right. And the plan. Right. Truly having a plan, setting up some sort of plan on how you could be better in mm -hmm. any way that you want to be better. Right. Being planned for your success, whatever success means for you. Um, I mean, we had a great back and forth on the difference between success and uh, personal development. We, I think right. they, go hand in hand. they go very well hand in hand. Uh, and then the associations and influence, you know, what associations do you have? What's influencing you? You know, what are your friends, the people you surround yourself with? Talk to on a daily basis. Are they daily basis? Are they helping you towards getting better? Or are they holding you down? Right. What's influencing the things you listen to, you read, you watch, that you listen to uh, music wise? Is it 
keeping you in the mindset of being pissed and upset and failure and that, or is it driving you towards newer and bigger things and, and goals you want to make and have? And then the learning and education, right? Learning, you know, learning about yourself and educating yourself about the things you want. You know, if you, you know, if you want to be more successful, learn about success. If you want to be richer, learn about rich, being rich, learn about money. You know, if you want to be, you know, professional bodybuilder, learn about lifting weights. You know, if you want to be a professional baseball player, learn how to freaking scoop a ground ball better. Yeah. I mean, hit a ball better. I mean, there's, you know, like get coaching, take courses, you know, and nowadays I recommend people pay for it because I believe personally that you put money on it. It's going to mean more to you and you're probably, you know, take bigger steps if you spend a little money, but that's only my personal here. I know if I get a ton too much here for free, I slack on it. Cause I'm like, oh, I can go look at it again tomorrow if I have to want to, you know, but if you pay for it a little bit, you usually when you put money on something, it comes with deadlines. It comes with a schedule, you know, and you have to commit to things a little bit more. You have to commit to like, Hey, on Tuesday, I'm going to do this on Thursday. I'm going to do this. You know, you either have to, or you just don't, you know, you don't want to beat yourself up or waste your money that you commit to doing it. So, um, so, but there are so many free resources nowadays. I mean, this podcast is a great example. We're going to give you a million resources on how to be a better person yourself for free. You know, we're happy to do it. And, uh, you know, I want people to to get excited about it and and jump on it. And if they they want to pay for some coaching, I'm not saying you should go to me, but I am an option. But I went to, I had a coach, you know, every coach I know has a coach. Every therapist I know has a therapist, you know, funny things like that. Um, and just so, why we do what we do our social media where you're posting the free tips for workouts uh, recipes our youtube channel also has videos on the same items yeah. uh, mentality and anything you can think of just to be uh, for personal growth that's what we, we want to share absolutely and kind of what we said i think on our very first uh introduction you know like we're going to teach ourselves to remind ourselves again you know and constantly absolutely. remind yourselves because uh the more you yeah the more you put yourself in it the more you're going to get out of it you know, on a regular basis. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. For more info, go to itfnutrition.com. Don't forget to like, review, comment, and share anywhere you can. And we will talk to you soon. And don't forget, we are in your corner. So stay in the fight. See you next week.